Today, I will talk to you about the myth, the legend, Ouija. But before that, let's see what exactly a photographer does. If you think that a photographer just pushes a button, then you are wrong. The photographer has the ability to create photos that give a variety of emotions. So, when you see a wedding photo, you get emotional. When you see a photo of food, your belly rumbles. But when you see a murder photo, what exactly do you feel? Is it that you feel disgusted, intrigued, or both? I think you will feel both, because that was one of the qualities of Ouija as a photographer. And today, we will see his life and work. Asher Felig was born in Ukraine in 1899. At the time, Ukrainians mostly immigrated to Canada. But his family and himself at the age of 10 moved to New York. There he changes his name at the age of 14 because he gets his first job as a photographer. And maybe he did it for the convenience of the Americans. Arthur is the new name. Of course, it is not this name that makes him famous. There are a lot of sources saying different things about how the name of Ouija became the name that he was recognized. They say that he got his name because of Ouija boards. The reason is that he had this uncanny ability to arrive on crime scenes before the cops showed up. The name, however, is not what got him famous. Besides the photography jobs he had when he was 14, the real experience as a photographer came when he started working in a photo studio in Manhattan at the age of 19. There he learned in practice how photos are created because he spent a great amount of time in the darkroom. After 10 years he decided to go out and become a photographer himself. He struggled because as he had said, I didn't wait till somebody gave me a job. I went and created a job for myself. So he started working as a freelancer for newspapers in 1935. Freelancing at the time wasn't something popular like it is now, or even photojournalism wasn't a primarily photography job until the 1920s. So he became a permanent figure in the New York scene. He was that committed that he got an official permission to use a police radio in his car in 1938. He did a lot of work, 24-7 kind of work, in New York City. But after 12 years of the same job, he decided to move out and live in Hollywood in 1947. A golden year for Hollywood. Then he created 16mm films about the Hollywood life and the Hollywood stars. But that didn't last forever, since he moved back to New York City five years later. Then, until his death in 1968, he became a lecturer for photography. His equipment was not something special. It was a camera that all photojournalists at the time had and used. But what made him stand out was the way he photographed. 
and what he was photographing, but that didn't mean he didn't put effort to create breathtaking photos. Whether it's mafia killings or accidents, Luigi was there in a second. He himself had said that he felt that something was going to happen when he took walks in New York neighborhoods, which is why he always had his camera ready. In his photographic career, he always tried to do the opposite of his colleagues. He did not focus on details, but wanted to take pictures that told the story. Even when some people were having a hard time with him, he pursued them to take a photo of them. And in general, his attitude towards his profession, one can say that he was unrepentant.